And these different individuals, because they're walking into your organizations, your businesses, they're walking into the stores that you manage, they're walking to maybe their potential clients. Maybe, again, these are people that live in your same household and you just don't understand and you can't connect with your children. But you need to understand that, again, their experiences are different and that's why they're showing up different. And we can value each and every one of these generations, but we have to understand who they are what made them, what developed them, and understand how to communicate with them effectively. Now more than ever, do we need to understand the language of the team members we support, the people we have personal and professional relationships with? It's not only about cultural diversity, but it's also about understanding different behavior styles, different generational styles. It's so important that we take our communication skills to the next level. And that's why I have created a process. I have a tool that I utilize so you can learn your leadership style because you're not only leading in the household and in your community, you're also leading in the workplace. So go to my website, AishaThomas.org, click on learn your leadership style or shoot me an email at info at AishaThomas.org and let's get your communication skills to the next level so you can communicate to people who don't look like you and also really build up those personal and professional relationships. What's up, guys? Thank you for joining me on another episode of Internal Fire. And today we're starting a series to talk about the different pockets of diversity that we need in organizations. I might not hit every single one, but these are the ones that we want to pay attention to as the tides are changing. Okay, and today we're going to focus on the generational diversity and the importance of it. And shout out to my millennials. I'm a millennial too. And Gen Z is coming right behind them. And what I mean is that they're taking over the workforce. They're going to make up most of the workforce. And as you're recruiting and as you're considering who to bring into your business, into your organizations, you want to really start considering these different generational demographics. That's important to really take your business, your brand, your company to the next level. So today we start the series to talk about generational diversity. So get your notepads, get your palm pilots and get ready for this message. It may surprise some to know that there are as many as five generations working at a single workplace. With workplaces being more age diverse than ever before, it's important to remember that different generations have different needs. With several generations working side by side, it's essential to consider how their typical work styles and needs might differ since each generation has distinct experiences and perspectives, especially when it comes to technology. With the right insights, though, you can give individuals the right tools to maximize productivity and get your teams collaborating more effectively. We're living in a time where there is a different generational makeup in workspaces and the people that we're interacting with, even when we go out to restaurants and things are so innovative now because there is a shift and change that a lot of businesses and organizations are making because of technology and because of the times that are changing. And even think about it, when you went to your full for the July lunch, your dinner, whatever time you had your cookout or event with your family, you're in a place where you're seeing multi-generations in one place. You have grandma talking to the grandbabies. You have the teens talking to auntie and uncle. You have all these different people who have went through different life experiences in one room 
and just tune into the conversations. You have one group that are probably on TikTok and they're like, auntie, come do this dance with us. You have grandma in the back like, man, back in my day, just pouring out wisdom to the family and cooking that amazing food because she grew up in a time where, hey, running to, the, to Pizza Hut or running to the fast food spot wasn't her norm. And you just see how that interaction happens and how it meshes so well. Or sometimes it's kind of funny to watch. But this is also happening on the outside with people we don't know. It's one thing to have patience, to have the understanding, and really embrace diversity in regards to generations when it's our workplaces. But it's different when we try to interact and have that same type of excitement when we're in the workplace, especially when you're a manager, especially when you have results that you have to get to, and you have someone from a different generation that might not speak your generational language. But it is extremely important that you have a diverse group of people within your organizations. And I want us to get an understanding of the different generational makeup and understanding even when we're interacting people within our personal lives, we need to have an understanding and respect for all the different generations because they have a different perspective and they also grew up in a different time. Just think about it. You have a group of individuals that are growing up in a season of COVID in a season of where you have a lot of protesting and diversity is being called out. I mean, so many different things being called out where where someone that might have been older, it might have been a different issue that was the hot topic at that time. So to have an understanding of the generational makeup that we're talking about, we're talking about traditionalists, and they were born between 1920s and 1940s. You might not see too many of them within a workforce because they're transitioning out or they're retired. You have baby boomers. That's between the late 1940s and 1960s. Then you have Generation X between the late 1960s and the 1980s. Right. And just even as you're hearing those time frames, just think about what was happening during that time. Generation X was used with things, seeing things transition post civil rights era. You had baby boomers that were in the midst of the civil rights era. They were in the midst of seeing things like the Vietnam War and those type of situations that were shaping who they were. And even traditionalists, you're talking about World War Two, the Great Depression. So they see things from a different lens. The things that they have to overcome during then is different now. Then if we continue to Generation X, you have, they were in that time where the dot-com boom happened, where now we're getting on, hey, remember AOL dial-up? You've got mail. That was the time they were transitioning in, but they also things, saw things like the AIDS epidemic. And then if you transition on, you have millennials. Shout out to the millennials. And that's why I really want to talk about millennials and the next group, Gen Z, because I'm thinking about future-minded. These are the individuals. This is our future. Who's going to be taking over workforces, your future leaders, managers, executives. And when you talk about generations, as you're recruiting these individuals, you want to be able to understand their makeup. Millennials coming from a space where things like Columbine, 9-11, the internet, so that's what they are seeing, and this is what they're experiencing. Also, things like the Great Recession, and that's similar to what that our Gen Z have experienced. Things like right now, COVID, and just think about the experiences that people are having and how that's shaping how they see the world, how they're walking to the workplace. So it's important that we understand the makeup of these different people, and these different individuals, because they're walking into your organizations, your businesses, they're walking into the stores that you manage, they're walking to maybe their potential clients. Maybe again, these are people that live in your same household and you just don't understand and you can't connect with their children. But you need to understand that, again, their experiences are different and that's why they're showing up different. And we can value each and every one of these generations, but we have to understand who they are. 
what made them, what developed them, and understand how to communicate with them effectively. One more here. This is from Mandy. She said, I'm a millennial hiring other millennials. I'm finding younger millennials have zero clue about their why, their mission, and their vision. I've worked to help them discover their why, and in the meantime, they self-select off the team. How can I help them self-discover their why sooner? Where are you at, Mandy? There she is right over there. Okay. Okay, cool. We love millennials. We got a bunch of them on our team. Uh, They're the easiest to interview because there's only two kinds, awesome and sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They either come in and say, you know, what's your job? Uh, I'm a stay-at-home son. Or, um, uh, you know, or they... uh, I've never heard that one before. That's brand new. Uh, it's for the socks. Stay at home, son. Or, they, or, they, or they're so passionate and missional driven that they're the best team member you'll ever have in your life. Well, let's first talk about millennials. Now, according to the Department of Labor Statistics or the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, it states that about 75% of the workforce by 2030 is going to be made up of millennials. So pretty much they're going to be taking over that workforce. I mean, they're pretty much leading and they're going to be within a couple years about 50%. And then again, you're going to see them pretty much take over and be the dynamic with workforces. So as you see people retiring that are Generation X and baby boomers, you're seeing that millennials are coming in. That's those young managers. Or maybe they've been managers for a while. Like for myself, I've been in a leadership role for a few years. I've had opportunities to lead in multiple organizations, even when I was a young, young girl. But this is something that I have had experience in, but these are the ones up and coming. And again, their experiences for that population is going to be different than maybe their leadership who might be a baby boomer that grew up in the 1960s, the early 1960s and earlier than that. Or maybe even Generation X, where you're talking about people who grew up between the late 1960s, the 70s and the 80s. And again, you're talking about different experiences and different viewpoints between that time. So when someone sits down and interviews a millennial, like the joke that they made earlier, they don't know what they're getting or they don't understand, right? And it might be, yes, that individual that might be showing up and they're not necessarily prepared effectively to interview. I mean, I I can't say that's the experiences with all millennials because again I'm around a lot of millennials and we interview great but I don't know if it's because we're mostly in the military we have had a different level of experiences and things that we've been opened to experience versus other people maybe in the regular civilian force because of course the military develops you to become a leader but ultimately when it comes to millennials we don't want to just put them in two boxes they come with different experiences. They just come with a different viewpoint because, again, of their life experiences. So, again, you have things like the Internet. The Internet was something that was brand new. However, for me, I know it was brand new, but I'm very technological savvy. They're motivated by things like responsibility. They're looking at the quality of a manager, and they want that good work-life balance. They're, again, technologically sound, right? So even for me, text, IMs, email works for me. Email me. But I've worked for individuals who want to have that face-to-face contact. So instead of emailing me, they'll come see me face-to-face. And the next thing I do is I point them in the direction like, okay, you want me to review this documentation? Would you mind uploading it and send it to my email so I can review it? So I end up pointing them into the direction of how I process things. Because again, just from how my experience is, 
I see the benefit of you utilizing what they call soft copies, having that online version or that virtual version of a document so you can save it somewhere where you have people who still use that paper format, right? So in, in interacting with this group of individuals, it's really important, again, that you really understand who they are, where they speak from, so you don't just put them in a box because you don't understand what they're seeing because, again, they're technological savvy, they have experiences that are very different. And as you start to transition and see that younger generations are coming up under them, they can speak their languages a lot better than someone that might be older, someone that be more, I don't want to say older, but someone more seasoned. Why? Because again, they speak that language. They understand the social media world. They understand the technology and the verbiage and the kind of experiences that they had versus someone that might be more removed, that might be a baby boomer. That again, you're talking about the civil rights movements, Vietnam War. I mean, it wasn't no internet boom during that time. So again, those situations are a lot different. They really like face-to-face -face and phone call interactions from the baby boomer standpoint, but Generation X, and you're talking about millennials and Gen Z, it's just a different type of conversation that you have. So again, it's important that you understand that they're very competitive. You know, they want achievement. They're looking for a level of open-mindedness. They're looking for challenge, growth, and development. A lot of people go into workspaces and they just want to grind and work. Why? Because that's what they grew up doing. You don't think about, hey, can you guys create a leadership development program? You go, you show up, you work, and then you make it up the chain, however you make up the chain. But you have a group of individuals who know the benefit of growth and development. They want to have those programs developed for them because they see the benefit in growth. So what kind of opportunities do you have there? So if they come in and ask those kind of questions like, hey, what kind of opportunities do you have for me to transition or get the tools that I need so I could be an effective leader? You might be like, I don't know what you're talking about. You shouldn't even be asking about that. You need to be focused on the results. So again, it's important to know that's their makeup. Also, again, that work-life balance. That work-life balance is so important. I think one of the things that COVID had to teach a lot of organizations, of course, they had to understand how to really work from home. Well, that was the benefit of millennials. Millennials party knew, okay, I know how to pretty much manage my online platform with, you know, work and basically know how to manage that where somebody that might have been like a bit you know more seasoned they might be like okay i'm struggling having to manage this and it's funny because i had a um a member on my team that you know he's a gentleman that falls within that baby boomer realm and he did not enjoy the aspect of working from home he liked going into the office and having to like do all these things with technology it just was something that he struggled with so he was able to find a nice balance between when we were able to go into the office where he went in a couple of days and he also knew that he had to have an understanding of technology because again that's the future that's the situation we're currently in so just think about it. If you're stuck in one way, how is it going to benefit you? If you're a leader that's a baby boomer and you're saying, okay, well, we can't go the route of technology. I need you guys to come in. But then COVID happens. You can't do that. But guess who can help you in those experiences and saying, okay, I need help in understanding how we can embed technology in this telework type of space, then tap into your millennials. They're the ones you want to tap into for that knowledge because they have that experience. You see where I'm going? You see where I'm going there? How you can learn from another generation? 
And then, of course, baby boomers are used to those face-to-face -face interactions that people don't have as much as before. So even as a millennial, I can learn from the more seasoned generation, the ones that have wisdom, because they still have mastered the face-to-face -face interaction, how to connect with people, where someone might be more disconnected because they've been in front of a computer all the time. So we can learn from each other. So it's really important that you understand millennials by getting to know them personally, right? You want to manage by results. Give them the opportunity to grow and develop. Have that flexibility. If you're saying COVID worked for us, why not implement that when you get back? Because I know I've already asked my leadership, like, hey, you know, hey, boss, like when we get back to the office, back into, you know, we're full-time military in the organization. If this is something we can do, is it possible we can continue being in this telework kind of space? Because it worked. It worked for us fine. But now it'll just be balancing being in the office as well as being home because, again, it's that work-life balance. Having that, okay, let, let's be a little bit more flexible. So consider that. They're looking for flexibility change, and they're looking for that feedback. So it's important that we recognize that as maybe older leaders or people that are wanting to really connect with them to understand that coaching them is so important. We should not be only engaging with our team members once a year. It should be constant, and this is what millennials are looking for. And you're going to see a lot of these same parallels with Gen Z as well. But they're looking for that. Why? Because, again, that keeps them engaged. That knows that they want to know that they're doing well. Again, growth and development. They want to know that they're growing and they're developing or if they need to develop. And in order to do that, you have to give them constant feedback. It doesn't necessarily have to be every day, but it needs to be within a good time where they feel like they're coached and growing or they'll be unhappy and it will be hard to retain these individuals. So, again, as we're getting into a place where they're going to be 75% of the workforce by 2030. What can you do to make sure that your organization is set up to understand this population of individuals who are diverse and different, who are looking for diversity initiatives, they're looking for things to be a little bit more balanced? What are you going to do to prepare for that? So you can even make sure that you are shifting and you're changing, you're being innovative because these are going to be the future leaders within your organization that are going to be pushing your mission and vision and helping you retain, recruit, and also bring in the bag. Don't go anywhere. Stay right here for the other half of this message. That'll be back to you in one second. Have you had an opportunity to check out my free resources on my website, AishaThomas.org? If you haven't, go check it out right now. You need to make sure that even today you have the skills to really be an effective leader, an effective coach, an effective mentor. So go to AishaThomas.org backslash free session or go to AishaThomas.org and click on free resources and get the tools that's going to help you improve those skills, those abilities, and give you that confidence to lead, mentor and coach and take your team members to new levels. We have, uh, we know how the world works and we are persistent, stumble, rebellious and with grand ambitions towards the future. We are extremely open to change and innovation and we want to make our own impact on this world more than any other generation. But this seems to make companies have a hard time dealing with us. The turnover rate of Generation Z people is considered very low. The Guardian newspaper shows that university students are very likely to change their jobs five times more in comparison to other generations. 
In the following case, companies lose around $36 billion annually for countermeasures, taking into account the time spent on recruiting, acquiring, retaining, and training the candidate inside the company. Now let's talk about Gen Zers. Oh my goodness, that clip was so powerful because they might be the most misunderstood individuals in workforces because again, their makeup is different. And it's not... It's just not good that we necessarily put them in the box because for so long, even people now, they'll say like, hey, you know, those millennials, those millennials don't, they don't understand. And A, a lot of them don't recognize that millennials, I mean, pretty much are, you know, some of them are all the way into their 30s at this point. They're really mature at this point. So who they're really referring to are Gen Zers. But either, either way, we have to recognize that, again, their viewpoint, their experiences are different. They're growing up in a social media age. This is how they get information. Social media is booming. So that is what they're growing up with, access to technology. So even when they're going to school, they're even considered the most educated, right? And even think about the generation coming after them. They are getting education and getting educated at a different level. I mean, the things that my children are learning, I'm like, man, I don't think I was learning that until I got to this grade. But now they're in second, third grade, and they're learning things that at a totally higher level. Why? Because of the development and the changes and the shifts that have happened over time. So even the people teaching them have gotten more and more educated over time because of access to information and technology. So again, it's, it's, you know, yes, they might need a level of maturity and growth in certain aspects, just like someone that's a baby boomer needs maturity and growth to understand things. But we all need to grow in certain aspects. So I've been guilty of it. So I have to check myself. They're just growing up in a different time. So we have to understand they're growing up in a season where there was a great recession, access to technology. And even all of us, we're all experiencing COVID and what's dealing going on right now with all these, like I said, diverse diversity pushes that you have a generation that are growing up in this type of experience as well. So what they're again going to be looking for is going to be different. So those are the things they're shaped by. They're shaped by those type of experiences. And even if you consider, it says that, you know, 59% of Gen Zers who are attending college compared to 53% of millennials. So you see a lot more of them going to college. And again, they're getting more and more education. It even says like 48% of Gen Zers identify as a racial group or ethnic minority compared to 39% of millennials. So you're even seeing a change in the diverse makeup in the racial backgrounds, the ethnic backgrounds that are happening. So we have to really, again, understand that they're looking at things from a different lens versus someone that might be a baby boomer or generation X or whatever generation that you're currently in. So that's what we need to understand. Their communication style is gonna be IMs, text and social media. So that face-to-face interaction, when they do interview, ah, they might not be as strong, or maybe they are because maybe they need additional development and guidance, but, the realities are they might not be having that many face-to-face type of experiences. I mean, even a lot of positions and jobs are virtual. So that might be an area that you need to develop your Gen Z team member in because, again, because of the times and the experiences that they had, even in the classroom, they're in front of technology more than they're interacting face-to-face. We're not mailing letters anymore. We can send an email. 
We can hit a, hit somebody in the DMs, you know? It's going down in the DMs. So again, their communication style is different. So yes, they might need to be developed in that area because face-to-face -face interaction is so important. But again, someone from a more seasoned generation might also need to understand the power of social media, the power of Instagram, the power of using text messages to market their product and their services, the power of going on TikTok and marketing you know, to that specific population if their audience is there. So you can learn from them as well. So again, their worldview really connects to that technology. They're really innovative. They have these crazy ideas. To us, it's crazy, but they have these crazy ideas, but it works because again, as we're transitioning into more innovation, more different technology, they're able to allow you to know what is the next thing that's coming around. What are they saying? What's the new language? What's the new thing that is popular so you can market to those individuals? So again, your business and your company keeps booming because if you want to stay in business as long as possible, you need to understand their makeup. They're looking for individuality, independence, right? they're going to be leaning more to your maybe millennial leaders than they will for anyone older because, again, they speak that language, right? So it's important that you consider those type of things. Like, oh, man, they the millennial managers, we need to bring more millennial managers into the fold so they can connect with these specific individuals because they're bringing in that innovation, that future mindset. They know what's going to be trending next. So it's going to benefit us to connect those individual individuals together. So think about it. I'll give them opportunities for them to work on different, different projects, right? Look for that. Again, they're also looking for that work-life balance. And that's why they connect with millennials so much. They also look for work-life balance. They also know about technology. They also want to be grow, grown and developed as leaders, as people within these organizations. They want to become better. So allow them to be independent as well. So they need to, hey, here's a project, here's some ideas. Hey, use your wonderful mind and get creative and let's talk about it. So that's what they're looking for. In addition to that, you really wanna consider, again, utilizing the data and the information that they have. They're even looking for diversity. There's a, a study out there that says 77% of Gen Zers report that a company's diversity efforts affect their decision to accept a job. And that's why I talk about diversity is so important because our future generations that are growing, in this, growing up in this time where diversity is so important, it's the conversation, that's the lens. I mean, even on TikTok, you have young Gen Zers and and you have these younger generations that are really getting involved in a lot of these movements and they're looking for your workspace to also have those same initiatives. So if they go on your website and they don't see diversity or if they have that conversation, don't be alarmed or don't be bothered. Again, this is the makeup. This is what they're experiencing. So that's what they're looking for. So just make sure that you keep in mind those different things. Even additional study also says that 75% are considering other paths of employment, like going straight into the workforce or even becoming entrepreneurs. And of course, that doesn't affect you if you're in a company or in a business. They might want to be entrepreneurs, but that's something that they are pursuing a lot more. Or they are having your job as a full-time and then having that as part-time. So again, they're always looking for opportunities to grow and do things differently because of the level of exposure that they have that's going to be different from someone that is from a more seasoned, more mature in the aspect of, I won't even say mature, we don't want to use the word mature, but in more from a different generation that they saw different things and they experienced different things. So it's not really a maturity thing, it's just a exposure. 
It's just what we were able to see and what we were able to experience during this season versus what they're experiencing this season. It differs. So now you have to meet in the middle and get an understanding of one another. So don't shut down what this generational Z individuals bring because as you hear, the turnover rate is so high. But it might be because these organizations aren't connecting with them effectively because they are judging or they're saying like your guy's mindset is off. And yes, it's an individual thing. We don't want to warp them all in a group because yes, that individual might still come into your office not prepared, not doing what they supposed not doing what they're supposed to do. They might not necessarily blend. But what do you want to do to make sure you're coaching and you're developing them? Like as mentioned about the millennials are looking for, what are you going to do to try to help them build these skills and really tap into how to connect with them differently than you using that one size fits all type of action or conversation or communication style because that's the only one you know because that's how you were brought up. So again, really just make sure that you start paying attention to these different generationals, generational makeups that are coming in to take over your organization's management, executives, C-suite type of areas because it's important to develop and grow them and understand them effectively. So when they do take over, they are bringing that innovative mind, that creative mind, but they're also a level of understanding that you have something to offer to help them grow and develop. And they also have some awesome things that they can offer you as well. So you can end up taking your business, your brand, or even if it's in the household, take a level of understanding that you have to hold another levels because your children in your home can teach you some things that can also benefit you when you go into the workplace and you're just like listen boss I was talking to my son and TikTok is like the biggest thing going on right now how about since we have this new type of thing that we're trying to put out there this new shoe the sneaker or whatever it is and maybe it does tap into that audience how about we just start putting little clips on TikTok and we're going to be showing them cool ways that we come up with our shoes or come up with our t-shirts or come up with whatever it is that you're doing so remember you can learn from every generation you can learn from each other it's just making sure you take time to understand and tap into each and every one's strengths because we all have them i got you it's coming are you ready to ignite the fire we are speak fire oh and by the way that's fire with a y what's going on everyone internal fire Student fire. Young fire. Father's fire. Leadership fire. Champion fire. <laughs> <laughs> Unlocking the fire within. Thank you all for tuning in. Let's grow. Speak fire. Speakfire.com. Speak fire with a Y. We have a new episode that comes out every Monday at 4 a.m. Are you going to be up with us? Deuces. I want to shout out all my faithful listeners for tuning in every week. And don't forget to follow me on social media at Miss Aisha Speaks on all platforms. That's M-S-A-I-S-H-A Speaks. And don't forget to like and subscribe. Turn your notifications on and leave a comment if this podcast has blessed you in any kind of way. I thank you for all your support. Many blessings to you.